This podcast is brought to you by The City Church in Mississauga, Ontario. For more information, please visit thecitychurch.ca. We hope you are encouraged by this message from our lead pastor, Frank Coulter. Well, good morning again. It's great to see you all. Thanks for coming and spending part of your Christmas Eve with us here at the City Church. All month long at the City Church, we have been celebrating something we call Christmas in the City. And our theme this year is has been a storybook Christmas. And what we've been talking about, what we've been discussing is this idea... That there's a big story in the Bible, in the scripture. You know, if all we think about is the Bible, it's a big law book, it's a big rule book. We kind of miss the point of the narrative of the scripture. And the narrative of the scripture is what we see right from the beginning, uh, right in the beginning of the Garden of Eden with God with Adam and Eve, that God would come down and spend time with Adam and Eve. And then we see over and over again stories in the Old Testament just about God coming down and saving mankind and sending somebody and doing something uh, for people. Just this, this principle, this idea, this narrative, this theme all the way through the scripture of God coming down. Then ultimately we see God coming down in Christ. God coming down in the manger. Showing up in our lives. And then we would, we read the scripture. It says, Emmanuel, God with us. That God actually wants to be with us. That we want to look at the story of the scripture just as, as my dad just read about Mary, how she pondered these things in her heart. See, it's very easy in the Christmas season to get very busy and there's a lot of stuff that we have to do and maybe, maybe there's some last minute shoppers. How many of you still have some shopping to do? And oh, bless your hearts. Uh, hopefully you'll make it in time. Because uh, it's really busy, a lot of stuff going on. And so all of the stuff that we do in and around Christmas time, we can kind of forget really what the purpose of Christmas is or what the story of Christmas is unless we slow down and, like Mary, ponder all of these things that happened around Jesus' birth. Now, I remember when my, when my oldest daughter uh, was, it was basically her second Christmas. She was only about four or five months old at her first Christmas, so, you know, she couldn't really open presents too well. But on her second Christmas... We kind of overdid it. Uh, my wife is American, so she kind of overdoes presents and stuff. So she comes by it honestly. And so that year at Christmas time, um, Ikea was selling sort of this monochromatic uh, wrapping paper. It was all different shades of, of Christmas colors. And so my wife bought all of these colors. And now looking back at the time, we probably bought our one-and-a-half-year-old at least 15 or 16 presents, not including stocking stuffers. And we just thought this was a really good thing to do. It was, you know, we wanted to bless our daughter and do really good for her. And so my, my wife, she wrapped these uh, presents in the Ikea wrapping paper. But not only did she wrap them once, she then wrapped it with cellophane on top of that. So you could see through the wrapping paper. And then there was a bow and a ribbon on each present. Once again, it's American, kind of overdoes it. Um, but we didn't realize that our one-and-a-half-year-old really just wanted the first present. So she opened the first present and it was a toy and then she wanted to play with that toy and we were like, no, 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 you're not done. Here's wrapping number two, cellophane, can barely get in it. There's like multiple layers of stuff. And then the same thing, she opened present two and, and, we're, and she's like, oh, she wanted to play with present two. We're like, no, 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 you've got more presents to... So she ended up crying on Christmas morning because she couldn't play with the presents. She was a little bit overwhelmed by the whole situation. 
And when we think about Christmas, we all have stories that we remember. There's stories that are very meaningful to us, stories that we like to retell every year. Movies we like to watch every year. They make us feel a certain way. They make us feel sentimental. They make us cry or they make us happy. And so we love stories. But what makes a story really important is when we ponder the meaning of the story. And this is what we do as we look at the scripture at Christmas time. We just don't celebrate Christmas for no reason. That we actually know why we're celebrating Jesus coming to the earth. Now there was one of Jesus' closest disciples called the Apostle John. And he wrote about the significance of Jesus coming and what it meant. And we can read about that in 1 John chapter 1. I'm just going to read this to you this morning. It says in verse 1, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. So John is saying, I was an eyewitness. We saw Jesus. We, we knew him and we touched him and we understood who he was, that he was the word of life. And then he continues and he says, the life appeared and we have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard so that we may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. So John writes this uh, message to the church and he writes this idea. He says that we proclaim to you the eternal life. He didn't say, here's, here's the, the philosophy I'm telling you about. No, he said, I'm telling you about Jesus, that in Jesus is eternal life, not a philosophy, not I'm pointing to you, here are some rules. If you keep these rules, you might find yourself in God's good graces. If you keep these rules, if you do these laws, you might end up in heaven one day. No, that's a philosophy. That's an approach. That's religion. What John is telling us is that in Jesus is eternal life, that God did something in Jesus that we could never actually do for ourselves, that God showing up in the manger, being born in Bethlehem. If we ponder the meaning of the story, we understand that God is actually doing something for us and that in Jesus we have eternal life. Now, this is not something just after we die, that eternal life actually starts right now. And this idea that Jesus, in Jesus, is eternal life tells us a story of grace. A story about a gift that God gives us his son. But not only does he give us his son, that he actually gives us life in Christ. Now, tonight or tomorrow morning, whenever you open your presents, after you open those presents, you're not going to look at your children and say, you owe me $200. For the presents I just bought you. No, that is a gift to you. It isn't actually something your children earned. It's just something that has actually come from your love. Because your children haven't earned it. Have they? They've actually kind of ruined your house. And messed up your house. They did a bunch of stuff not to earn the gifts that you're giving them tonight or tomorrow. Why do you give it to them? Because you love them. And this is the same way we need to think about salvation. There's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. It only comes by grace. And this is the story of Christmas. And just like Mary, she pondered these things. 
We need to think about these things. We need to remember that God sent us Jesus and it is only as a gift. God doesn't look at us and then say, you owe me something. You owe me you being really religious then, uh, you'll make your way to heaven. Or you being a perfectly moral person, you'll find your way to heaven. No, it only comes by grace. And see, grace is what defines us as followers of Christ. And, and you, like me, if you've heard about some Christians sometime who maybe has messed up and done something wrong, sometimes we would say to ourselves, you know, well, what kind of Christian is that person because they act like that or they did this? See, the opposite, though, is actually true. When we look at somebody who says they follow Jesus and they make a mistake and they mess up, that actually proves once again that salvation only comes by grace. It doesn't come by us being perfectly moral individuals. It actually affirms our need for a savior. Someone to help us to be right with God because we can certainly do it on our own. So salvation only comes by grace. We should ponder the story. And then the second thing John tells us is this. And our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. What does that word fellowship mean? It just means to be with. That God actually wants to be with you. That God actually wants to have a relationship with you. God's not actually interested in you being religious. Uh, partaking in just some sort of ceremony that the religious people like, and then maybe God will be happy with you. No, us uh, being in this relationship with God that God gives us by grace actually tells us that God wants to be with us. And if we think about who God is and who we are, just like my daughter that one Christmas, we can actually get a little bit overwhelmed with this idea that God actually loves me and cares about me. And it actually changes my life. It changes my perspective on how I live my life because this love that comes my way is so overwhelming. And God is God. And he's perfect and he's holy. And he's sinless. And then he loves me. A person who struggles with sin. A person who struggles with being perfect because none of us are perfect. And if we look at a perfect, loving, holy, wonderful, amazing God, the scripture still reads, Emmanuel, God with us. That God wants to be with us. And really, ultimately, this is all of our story at Christmas time. It's a wonderful time to remember that God saves us, that God changes us. We're going to watch a story here in a few seconds. Just about somebody's life who, you know, had, they had a really difficult time. They had a big struggle. But then God showed up in the middle of their circumstances, in the middle of their lives, and then changed the trajectory of their future. And this is what all of us will experience. This is what all of us will know when we decide to say yes to Jesus, when we say yes to God, because God wants to be with us. And this is the joy. This is the overwhelming part of the Christmas story. If we actually let it in. If we think about the story of Christmas. It's so meaningful. It's so powerful. And it teaches us about how God feels about us. So let's all of us again this morning. I'm going to pray here in a second. 
lets all of us either affirm our faith in Christ for the very first time or reaffirm our faith in Christ. Think about this story. God came down in Jesus. Tells us it only comes by grace. A relationship with him only comes as a gift. God is not asking us to pay for the gift of salvation. We can't do it. Let's just all bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. God, we thank you for Jesus today. We thank you, Lord, for your love in our lives that we understand from Jesus. That God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. God, that you just didn't yell something from heaven, but you actually sent your son. You sent your best to show us how much you love us. So God, we just thank you for that this morning. Lord, we affirm our faith for the very first time in Christ, or we reaffirm our faith in Jesus this morning today. God, and we say yes to the gift of salvation that you give to us. God, we can't qualify on our own by being religious or by being moral that you just come to us and give it to us by grace. And so we say yes to the gift of salvation today. We say yes to the gift of eternal life that comes through Jesus. God, we just worship you and bless you today. God, we invite you into our story. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you need prayer or would like to share how this message has impacted you, please email info at thecitychurch.ca.